He's a pit master, the star pit master on Netflix Chef's Table Barbecue. You've seen him on the screen with Anthony Bourdain and Andrew Zimmerman. He's on his way to cementing himself as the king of barbecue. He's here to talk about his new book coming out March 16, 2021, called Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue. Every day is a good day. It's Rodney Scott. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so great to have someone that has something something in common with me, you know. Besides the coffee, by the way, I have my coffee. Um, <laughs> hit up a Seven Eleven on the way to my studio today, and uh, it's, it says Monday size on it. Uh, kudos, <laughs> to those guys! I really need it, so it's been it's been helping me out. Um, yeah, a lot in common: coffee, barbecue. Yes. Uh, what interests you about barbecue? I know you you got into it around the age of eleven, um, but what really kicked it all off for you? Oh, man, one of the first things that kicked it off for me in barbecue was the fact that you get to watch this food cook. You know, you can see it actually transforming when it's cooking on the grill. If you got the, if you got it open, especially you can peep in and see a meat that was once red and, and, and it had this rich, strong color and it transforms through fire. And I've always been fascinated by wonder how this would taste if I cook it, you know, how would this piece of meat look? You should see me in the butcher shop, man. I'm the guy that's always in the way trying to decide which piece to cook next. Yeah, I can kind of, I feel for you there. I'm always the one to taking so long in there, right? Looking at yeah. cuts and stuff. I love lamb. I love pork, yes. uh, nice kind of beef. I've, I've been to Argentina to try the world's best beef. And uh, is there a cut of meat that, or, or animal that you would go to, like besides pork? Is there something that you really prefer? Uh, I really prefer beef. If I'm not eating pork, I would uh, usually get a bone-in ribeye. A lot of times I'm, I'm quick to repeat with a bone-in ribeye almost every time. Is is the tomahawk uh, kind of like the, the rip-off of the ribeye or what's the deal with that? Is that kind of like for show or? I, I, well, I wouldn't say the tomahawk is for show now. I'm that guy that picks up that big old bone afterwards and just kind of gnaw on it, especially when I'm at home. You know, you don't have to be too polite at the table whenever you're home with that tomahawk so uh yeah and and how, how's your how's your iron levels and your cholesterol after eating meat every day like how did how did that go you know you you, you got to be in the kitchen you got to be in the pit probably trying out your food before you serve it out right yes yeah, so so far so good health wise i'm doing pretty good cholesterol's good uh, my mom had this old saying that i live by too much of anything will kill you so i try to balance it out you know sometimes i'll have a little bit of fish today or some chicken, and then I'll go back to some pork. I try to balance it out. It doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, you know what? Like sometimes we go overboard. We get we get too into it. And I know you and I have probably had the exact same experience where it's, hey, you know, let's have a bit of that, a bit of this. And yeah. Let's keep on going with this piece of meat. It tastes amazing. I could really rock this 40 ounce piece of steak, but um, <laughs> then you do it, then you feel like you're gonna pass out. I think it's mostly just the other stuff that you add to it, the potatoes and, and the slaw and everything. So yeah. If you, you just go straight, you know, water it and brisket, you know, it, it's not going to affect you, right? So um, being being the barbecue king that you are, um, you must get a lot of praise from people. Um, you, 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 um, you've perfected the, the whole hog barbecue. And I, I've seen a lot of videos of you actually cooking the whole hog. Um, you guys go with the coals in the bottom. Yes. Um, why, why the coals and not, not the wood chips? Um, first of all, you know, 
growing up, we, we burned the wood down into the hot coals. And you know, if you put a bigger piece of wood or a wood chip that's in there that's not quite burnt all the way down, you get this blue smoke. Okay. That kind of has a bitter taste to it. And when the coal is kind of burned all the way down, you don't get that blue smoke. It's more of a white, a lighter smoke. It's almost like you're preparing the wood as it drops before it goes under the hog. You get rid of that bitter blue smoke and everything is nice and clean and the hot wood coals are burning and cooking. That's our reason for using the uh, the, the coals itself. And, and for me and wood chips, I tend to see a little heavier smoke every now and again when I try those. But I, I just kind of prefer using the, 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 the wood itself. I mean, the, the hot coals off the wood. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm trying to look at you right now, Rodney, but I know you got the lighting rig happening um, yeah. around you. I, I felt like I was falling in love as you're, you're, you're hypnotizing <laughs> me about the meat, but I think it's the, the lighting reflecting off your glasses. So if you could take off your glasses oh, and man. directly into your eyes, oh, how's um, that? It's, it's, it's great. It's great. No, that's, the man. <laughs> that's the guy off Netflix. That, that, that's the chef that this I know. That guy. <laughs> it's it's great you know charleston south carolina i've been there a few times what a beautiful city um beautiful. You know, south carolina uh, i love it conway hemingway apparently is very nice as well uh, there's little towns around myrtle beach and then and, and those are the ones that you gotta actually go check it out check out because that's where all the good food is right yeah you tend to find all of the best foods in these little towns and these little roadside shops and spots Man, those those are some of the best foods. Uh, sometimes I'm traveling. If I see a spot like that, I will definitely pull over just to see what's happening here. It has to be good because it's one of those mom and pops little roadside spots, and they put out some of the best foods. Man, the best memories are in those places for me. And, and you know what? Like it's um, you're helping someone out too. They have those stands on the side of the road, uh, fresh corn, um, sometimes fresh pies, peach cobbler, like. Yes. Um, I'm a foodie. Um, I don't, you've heard a lot of people say they're foodies. Everybody's really a foodie. I mean, you eat dinner, you eat lunch, and you actually plan on what you're going to have tomorrow and the next day and whatever. But I'm really into um, trying different cuisines and then mostly barbecue. Like I'm, I'm the guy uh, right now. It's, it's, a, it's 10 below outside. It's super cold up here in Canada. We got snow. I'm the guy who's outside on the coldest day of the winter. <laughs> And I'm barbecuing. I'm trying to light the coals so I can roast some lamb or, you know, um, your desire and passion for the barbecue in the pit. Um, it, it's something that people wish they would have be able to experience, right? They don't know how to do it right. Do you have a lot of people like dropping you messages, asking you advice or how does it work for you? Like, um, are you an easy guy to contact? Well, I'm kind of easy to contact. Um, I try to answer as many people as I can, as soon as I can. Um, I do get a lot of people requesting advice and tips and, and I'm always open to share whatever I know because hopefully it can help them, you know, create a better barbecue dish or maybe teach someone else or, or just win a contest. You know, we get all kinds of, of requests, everything from people who do uh, ch uh, contest contest barbecue, uh, people who barbecue contest is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, people who are doing it in their backyard for bragging rights some people who just want to just have a good barbecue dinner or event. So we get tons of questions and people asking for tips and, and procedures. And, and when people come to your restaurant um, in Charleston, it's called Rodney's barbecue. And um, the preparation that goes into a whole hog smoker, it's called a smoke, right? Like the pit master, the yeah. barbecue. Um, 
how long is, it, is the process? How long does it take to to make the whole hog um, and have it ready for when people come in at, at lunchtime, per se? That whole hog process takes about 12 hours minimum. Um, so you need about 12 hours of cooking time, technically about 13, because you're going to start burning your wood down before you even get started. And once you get the wood started and the coals dropping down, that's when you start firing up your whole hog. Prior to that, you want to take the fat out. We score the hams and the shoulders, pull out that extra leaf fat that's in the belly, and we cover it up and we start cooking, putting hot coals under the hams and the shoulders. And that process takes at least 12 to 12 hours of cooking and maybe an additional 13th hour just preparing to get it done. Wow. And, and then what kind of seasoning do you put on it? In the very beginning, when the hog first goes on the pit, we don't put any seasonings on it. It goes on fresh. And in the last hour, once we flip it over, that's when we start to put the Rodney's hog rub all over it and we mop it with the Rodney sauce. You know, I tried using a mop once and, you know, <laughs> my wife got pretty pissed off. So, <laughs> uh, you know, what? it's it's unreal to, to, to talk to someone that does this for a living. I've, I've spoken to many chefs and, and entrepreneurs, but it always fascinates me how someone can have a career being a chef and man and being immersed in food where it's like you could try any type of food but it just all has to do with your job it's the most amazing thing um you know uh, what what is someone looking for when they they prepare the meat like when it's done when you when you get looking for it to come off the grill what are, what are some things that someone can look for in uh making a whole hog or even just a brisket man um so in the, in the brisket, you know, I'm kind of new to the brisket world. I haven't been doing it as many years as I've been doing the whole hog. But you want to have that little jelly shake to it, you know, that touch. And a lot of people like to feel it other than use the thermometer. Uh, the pulled pork, when it's done, you want to look for the skin to look as if all of the fat has left it from the inside. And you touch it and there's a pucker and it comes back, it pops back out. Or you can just grab the knuckle where the feet or the shoulders were. If that bone twists, or if you can just pull that bone right out of there, oh man, it is done. It is completely done. Um, you you always want to, if, if you're doing the whole hog, you got to peep under it to make sure you're not burning anything. That's why we always fire the hams and the shoulders. And with the brisket, of course, you got to take your time and take it off and wrap it. And you want to be careful because brisket's a lot more difficult than a whole hog, in, in my opinion. <laughs> it's... Totally different process, but you always want to make sure you got the right feel and look and temperature when it's done. I asked that question for a few people who listen to this show. Um, I know they have smokers, so um, yeah. they'll be very happy to see you on here and, and get your advice. And, and I know you were on Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown um, show, and you know what? That's probably one of the only reasons I actually would watch CNN now, um, just because, <laughs> you know, Food just drives you anywhere, right? Yes, food takes so you. The news, the news you can just shut off. Just look at it on your computer, and uh, it gets a bit too much sometimes. But that show was something that really drew people to the channel, and you had the uh, the privilege of being on an episode of Parts Unknown with Anthony Bourdain. He said that your barbecue could be one of the best in the USA. Um, how was it meeting Anthony? Did you know him before, or how did it how did it all happen? I met Anthony prior a year to that taping and uh, we, we, we met in a bar and we were just drinking beers, of course. And we talked and we laughed and we talked a little business and, and, and uh, 
he said, hey, let's do something. And I said, just let me know, man, whenever. And it was a year later that when he came in and we set up to, to start the filming, it was like we've known each other for years, man. The conversation, the way that we just started talking about food and different experiences and travel. It was it was real interesting how much we had in common and, you know, prior to that day. And it felt like we were old friends for years, just just that little while. Wow. Uh, you know, a beer kind of evens things out. You know, it doesn't matter if you're having a beer with a billionaire. It just even things out and it helps yeah. you get to know them. Uh, what kind of person is Anthony? Like, I don't really know him. I know a lot of people just see him on the TV. What kind of person was he? Man, he was so laid back. Very easy to talk to. Very easy to work with. Uh, it, it was as if we were having a conversation. He was laid back. He was the exact person that you see on TV. He was that guy that wanted to taste the food and hear about it, hear the history. You know, how did you learn it? What's your perspective on, you know, pulled pork or beef? And he wanted to hear you as much as he wanted to have a conversation. I mean, the conversation that we had that was filmed was way shorter than the conversation we had that whole afternoon. It was it, it was amazing. Like old buddies, just he's laid back, very down to earth. He was he was calm. He was a lot of fun. I think he, he was one of those people who would come and, and pig out, you know, the, yes. and just enjoy it because I've watched so many of his episodes and, um, and it's a very big loss for many people, you know, yeah. he's, despite the, the culinary world, it's for us too, the people who used to watch him and, and enjoy his travels and, and want to eat what he ate. And I know that, you know, that, um, that show and, and his status amongst a lot of people will be cemented in history forever. And, and thank you to CNN for giving that platform. But yeah, man, like uh, it was so cool to, to look back on that episode and, and see him actually um, sitting with you and, and, and enjoying the food. Um, when we talk about smoked meat, uh, being a pit master, uh, what are some of your favorite dishes um, besides, you know, brisket or a sandwich or whatever? What's some of your favorite dishes? Well, some of my favorite dishes other than, than you know, meats on the fire is Italian food, seafood. I love some fettuccine and Alfredo sauce with some shrimp and chicken in it. Um, man, a lot of fish. It's almost, I don't care what kind of fish, if it's grilled or fried, tons of seafood I like to eat, um, shrimp lobster uh white fish red snapper you name it i just i just love the seafood and the italian those are my first go-tos unreal like it's um that's something that's on everybody's bucket list eh? to, to be able to sit around and watch someone smoke or barbecue a whole pig um i was fortunate to see it once or twice but i know italian Food is up there for me as well. Um, you got a book coming out in March. I believe yes. it's uh, March 16th, 2021. That's this year. You can pre-order it as well. Yes. Um, called Ronnie Scott's World of Barbecue. Every day is a good day. What What's some of the history behind that title? Why'd you pick it? Well, that title is Rodney Scott's World of Barbecue. It, it's my growing up, my experiences with food, my, my transformation from Hemingway into Charleston in Alabama. Um, all of that's pretty much telling the stories of dishes that I've learned along the way, dishes I've, I've experienced growing up, like fried chicken, um, dishes that just popped up out of nowhere, like the like the catfish recipe that's in the book. You know, honey butter on the grill and catfish was something that just kind of came up once I got to Charleston. So it's bringing you into my world, just kind of explaining my experiences through food, 
and my journey from Hemingway to current day. Every day is a good day is kind of letting you know that despite everything that I grew up and went through, it's still a good day. Regardless of how the world is going, it's still a good day for Rodney Scott and hopefully everybody else. And, and, it, and that's a great title because I remember hearing Larry King say that you wake up every day and you say today is going to be a good day or every day is a good day. And I appreciate your day for what it is. Um, it can really help your life, you know, help you motivate yourself or give you that power to go forward with everything and, and block it all the negativity, because ultimately it's all up to you how everything kind of um, transpires or the outcome of everything. You can't really control, but you got to look at it in a, in a different light and a positive light always. Um, I, I guess people can actually get a diverse selection of great recipes um, in this book, right? Uh, Ronnie Scott's World of Barbecue. Every day is a good day out March 16, 2021. Uh, what, what are some other great things that come in this book um, recipe-wise? What can people ex- expect besides the the uh, the fish uh, recipes? Oh, uh, we have the fish recipe secret. in here. We have, uh, we have a, a smoked catfish recipe in here. We have a blueberry cornbread recipe in here. Um, we have how to make crispy bacon because, believe it or not, a lot of people don't know how to make crispy bacon. Um, we have everything in this book from cocktails. We have some desserts in here with pork skins. We have a pork skin nacho recipe in this book. Um, man, there's, 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 there's quite a few different things in here. Uh, a different version of a Perlo recipe is in this book than what I traditionally grew up with. We, we just have, you know, some ideas and thoughts, everything that I've experienced and some of our great people that I've met along the way, like Paul Yek. Nicholas Pahakis, um, all these guys, they they even gave me some ideas and helped me out as well in this book. It's unreal. How do people get this book? Where can they pre-order? You can pre-order on Amazon. You can pre-order on uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, uh, I think it's pretty much any book site that you can order the book. It is a hard book. I love it. Um, it's great to hold, great to feel. There's a hologram of every day is a good day on there. Beautiful. Um, it's, I think it's everywhere. Hopefully. Well, Rodney, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Uh, finally, the question I ask everybody who comes in the show, it's about coffee. How do you take your coffee? Creamy and sweet. Beautiful. Rodney Scott, legendary pit master, brand new book coming out March 16th. You can pre-order on Amazon or wherever you want to get your books from uh it's called ronnie scott's world of barbecue every day is a good day thank you so much ronnie for being part of the show thank you it's a pleasure to be here thanks for having me